This episode brought to you in part by Andrew Liebman. Andrew, thank you for making all of these wonderful dreams of ours come true. Adrian, just make that the cold open. Hi, Nathan. Hi, Evan. What's up, buddy? We are going to do another Monster Monday. Oh, God. It's like the only thing that we do. Can't we do something else for once, please? Well, maybe we will. (laughs) (laughs) We probably won't. (laughs) We have a lot of monsters to get through. Oh, so many. More being added all the time. What do we do when we run out of monsters in the books to go through? We start making our own. We we start going back to to monsters of old. Like third? Yeah. That'd be fun. Second, first, fourth, alpha, beta, <laughs> gamma. No, Uh-oh. revised and unlimited are T- the next. Those are the magic sets. Oh, okay. Yeah. Today we're going to be talking about the Slithering Tracker. Bum, bum, bum. <gasps> we have had a lot of uh, interaction with these guys. Oh, we fought like three in the campaign we're part of. It's not a little bit, either. They're not it's, super tough. No, but... But they are... Flavor. They are very flavorsome. They're very cool. Let me read to you. Please. Slithering trackers are the result of dark rituals performed by hags, witches, and priests who worship gods of vengeance upon a willing creature that hungers for revenge. The ritual sucks all of the moisture from a person's body, killing it. Yet the mind lives on in a puddle of liquid that oozes forth from the remains. I didn't even know that. That's yep. fucking sweet. It is really cool. Slithering trackers strive for vengeance at any cost and make extremely stealthy assassins. A slithering tracker tastes the ground it courses over, seeking any trace of its prey. To kill, a slithering tracker rises up and enshrouds a creature, attempting to drown the prey while also draining it of blood. Oh. <laughs> A slithering tracker that is killed in this fashion becomes much easier to locate for a time, since its liquid form becomes tinged with blood and its body leaves a visible trail of red stuff behind it. (laughs) Red stuff. (laughs) Red stuff. Lovely. (laughs) Achieving revenge against its target doesn't end a slithering tracker's existence, nor its hunger for blood. Some slithering trackers remain aware of their purpose and extend their quest for vengeance to others, such as anyone who supported or befriended the original target. Most of the time, though, a tracker's mind can't cope with being trapped in liquid form, Unable to communicate and driven by the desire for blood, after a tracker fulfills its duty, insanity takes over the creature, and it attacks indiscriminately until it is destroyed. Double neat. Yes. How do the stats look, Evan? Not bad. Nothing to write home about. (laughs) But not bad. Continue, alright. Fill me in, buddy. Well, it doesn't have any weaknesses, which is great, in terms of stats. Okay. Its lowest modifiers are plus zero. Okay. And everything else is above that, which is great. What is it? Like dex? I feel like this thing... So, yeah. It has a dex score of 19. Uh, oh. So, so plus four. Uh, strength is a plus three. Constitution plus one. Intelligence and charisma are both plus zero. Mm-hmm. And its wisdom is plus two. Mm-hmm. Neat. So, good good spread. Yeah. Good spread. No, uh, no real pitfalls there. Uh, AC of 14 and 32 hit points. It has three... Types of speed. 
uh, just regular movement speed, climbing speed, and swimming speed, all of 30 feet, and a whole long list of vulnerabilities, resistances, immunities, and a whole slew of abilities. What is it, CR4? So it is a CR3, CR3. creature. Gotcha. Uh, it has a plus eight to its stealth skill, mm. which is... It is water. T- ties in, ties in, exactly. And I think it also mentions in the... In Volo's guide, how it can just assume the form of puddles. Oh, super so neat! You're just gonna be able to, to yeah, yeah, hide and hide in plain sight that way. Okay, so it can be a puddle. That's neato. Yes, uh, it is vulnerable to cold and fire damage. So I knew it was resi- vulnerable to fire, but I didn't know it was vulnerable to cold, which yes. sucks because those are both very common damage types. Extremely common. I mean, they're no bludgeoning, types. piercing, or slashing, but if you're a f- any sort of magical user, yep. you probably have a cantrip that either deals fire or frost damage. Or yep. cold, excuse me, not exactly. frost. Uh, it is resistant to bludgeoning, piercing, and slashing. Uh, From non-magical. Exactly. Uh, and it cannot be blinded, deafened, exhausted, grappled, paralyzed, petrified, prone, restrained, or unconscious. When it is reduced to zero hit points, it is destroyed. That's neat. It is. Uh, it has a blind sight of 120 feet. Good. Uh, which would make sense. Because uh, it has no eyes, because exactly, it's water. Exactly. Uh, and it understands languages it knew in its previous form, but cannot speak. Because it's water. Exactly. Now for its abilities. Ooh. There are many. The engulf. Uh, is it called engulf? I'm not sure. Why don't you... Re- no. It does not have engulf. And now onto its <laughs> abilities. Uh, so its first ability, ambusher. Uh, in the first round of combat, the Slithering Tracker has advantage on attack rolls against any creature it's surprised. <laughs> does it have engulf? <laughs> no, it does not have engulf. <laughs> oh, okay. So it has like the uh, the assassin, the assassin rogue exactly. ability thing, which makes sense because these it's are an assassin. Assassins. Whoa. <laughs> Great job, wizards. I see your thematic tie-ins. It has a really cool ability that I've never seen before called Damage Transfer. While grappling a creature, the Slithing Tracker takes only half the damage dealt to it, and the creature it's grappling takes the other half. Oh yeah, there are a few um, cloakers Okay, do yep. that, yep. as well as, I think, Dusk Mantles. Oh, okay. Which are the, like octopi yeah, that look yeah, like yeah. stalactites they, like, that jump from the ceiling and then they fall on your head like yep. the sorting hat yep yeah oh yes yep uh they have an ability called false appearance while the slithering tracker remains motionless it is indistinguishable from a puddle unless an observer succeeds on a dc 18 intelligence investigation check which, like, why are you investigating a puddle? Exactly. Most of the time you're going to be doing a perception check. You're exactly. never going to make this thing out as anything more than a puddle, which is how you get your surprise round. And as long as this thing rolls better initiative, then it'll get that. Because people don't know how surprise round works in 5th edition. We'll do an episode about it. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, has the keen tracker ability. The slithering tracker has advantage on wisdom checks to track prey. Neat. More of a DM tool than anything. Is that like wisdom survival or just wisdom checks? Just wisdom checks. That's interesting. Yeah. Uh, it has the liquid form ability, which makes sense because it's made of water. <laughs> the slithering tracker can enter an enemy's space and stop there. It can also move through a space as narrow as one inch wide without squeezing. Oh, just like the Elder Primordial. That's right. <laughs> uh, it possesses spider climb one of nathan's favorite abilities i love that spell i know you do 
uh, the when slithering it's used properly. <clears throat> the slithering tracker. <laughs> Love you, Adrian. <laughs> the slithering tracker can climb difficult surfaces, including upside down on ceilings, without needing to make an ability check. Oh, it specifies you don't need to make an ability check? It also has an ability called Watery Stealth. <laughs> While underwater, the Slithering Tracker has advantage on dexterity stealth checks made to hide, and it can take the hide action as a bonus action. I don't know if I would even let my PCs see this thing underwater. Probably not. It's, it's made, made of, of water, water. Unless it killed something. Unless, if it killed something, then totally. Yes. But, like, you would have to, like... Because, like, water has currents, so you wouldn't even really be able to tell from, like, the ripples where it is. Yeah. 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 I don't know. Uh, as for its attack ac actions, uh, again, decent, but nothing really to write home about. Uh, it has a slam attack with a plus five to hit, reach of five feet, and one target. On a hit, dealing 1d10 plus three bludgeoning. Uh, and it also has a attack action called Life Leech, where one large or smaller creature that the Slithering Tracker can see within five feet of it must succeed on a DC 13 deck saving throw or be grappled. Until this grapple ends, the target is restrained and unable to breathe unless it can breathe water. In addition, the grapple target takes 3d10 necrotic damage at the start of each of its turns. Whoa! Yes. The Slithering Tracker can grapple only one target at a time. So. DC what? 13? DC 13. And within five feet? Yes. Okay. So that's its, like... And shroud yeah. and, and and drain the blood and then, and, and, and you take half damage while you're doing yeah. it. Yep. Three D ten is a lot of D tens for level three. It's true, it's true. It could also be three. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Every one in one thousand rolls. Yes. But it could happen. <laughs> like yeah. <laughs> like yeah, it could happen. <laughs> <laughs> but like will I it catch meteor swarm <laughs> it could only be 40 damage <laughs> <laughs> the law of averages yes anyways all right i like these guys they're super cool um they're our, a neat little tool our dm plays them slightly differently than as they are per book yes but i like how they are in the book i mm -hmm. like how he plays them mm -hmm. um basically the difference is that these things are meant to be, like, well, not meant to be, but as per Volo say, they are just their own entity, but the way that our DM plays them is that they have, like, a host body, mm -hmm. who then when the host body dies, these things come out of them, which mm -hmm. is, like, super cool. They're, yeah. like, watery parasites. Yeah. I honestly kind of like that more. Me too. But... that That's what... That's, like, what I'm used to, right? Because that's yeah. what I've been doing. So when I read this entry today, I was like, oh, that's oh, weird. That is, <laughs> oh, neat. Yeah. Um, it's, it's something. Although, the ritualistic kind of thing that these... The Volo said mm -hmm. makes this as a great mini-boss mm -hmm. or, like, uh, end of a small arc boss for, like, low levels. Yep. So how about we just hop right in? Or even just, like, a question mark. Yeah. Just like, a, what the heck was that? Do you want to do a little encounter enemy boss thing? Be my guest. All right. Well, I like it when you do it. You like it when I do it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, as an encounter, I think these things are fairly easy to whip up. If the PCs like cross, or cross, <laughs> I think as an encounter, these things are fairly easy to whip up. If if the PCs piss anybody off or like. Somebody wants vengeance against them, perhaps they get turned into one of these things, and then, like, they then find the remains of their corpse later and kind of deduce one thing to the other. As an encounter, um, this is kind of starting to be where 
this is like a, kind of a culty option because it was saying like hags or not it doesn't even have to be a cult you could piss off hag coven mm-hmm. or as like a defense they have had all the corpses that they've ever taken be made into this and then in the swamp where there's a bunch of puddles everywhere mm-hmm. these things are just totally like unseeable mm-hmm. so that's a cool encounter and then as a boss um so i would either do it as like a very low level like end of session kind of boss where like the dark priest that you have to kill creates this and runs away and you have to fight it in his loo or you could go with like uh a, a, like a larger beast gets killed with one of this okay and so like it's just a really big one of them and then you, you know you just buff up its stats yeah 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 but I like these guys. They're flavorful. They're pretty low level. So even like level five, you could probably fight three of these things. Yep. And like, I mean, it would probably be hard if, especially if you don't make that DC 13 save, but with fights are only fun if they're hard. That's no, good, well, not always, but. Well, yeah. Sometimes it's good to just trounce. Sometimes it's good to just. Don't say it. Don't say it. Win fights. There you go. Yeah, no, I like the Slytherin Tracker. Um. As just a side point, it has sweet art. Yeah, it has really really cool art. When I uh, when they're I was, very goopy, yeah. very red goopy. When I was first shown this thing, I was like, "Whoa, I like yeah. that. I really like that." Um, but yeah, you could use this as as even like a cool tool of like you piss off a like a coven or a, yeah, like a coven you said, mm-hmm. or like a, a cult or something. I, mean, I like, love head covens. As a DM, you can use it as a tool of like. Ever since you've done that, like, sometimes you get this feeling like you're being watched. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. It's like, ugh. Well, there's a puddle over there, but probably not going to look at it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love Hag Covens, and mm-hmm. I didn't realize that these guys were created mm-hmm. by them. Mm-hmm. So that's definitely something that I will introduce into my future Hag Coven use. I know, use, I know. Which, you by love, the way... You love using Hags. If you, yeah, if you're not using Hags, try Hags. Yes. Oh, they're we'll fantastic. Hags. We'll do oh, We'll do episodes. We'll probably do a couple episodes about Hags. It's at least a two-parter. Yeah, they're pretty deep. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot to know there. All right. Well, use Slithering Trackers, and don't be scared to use multiple of them in the higher levels. Yeah, absolutely. There's no reason why there can't be, like... Two that teamed up together. Yeah, like, well, that's the thing. If, like, cultists made them, mm-hmm. then it's probably the cultists' body who are being used. Mm-hmm. And especially mm-hmm. if you piss off the cultists, there's no reason why they wouldn't help each other. Exactly. Yeah. Just want revenge at, at any cost. Mm-hmm. And that's really the, the motif of these guys. Just yeah. vengeance at any cost. They slither, and they track. And they engulf. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Bye. We should have an ASMR cold opening. No. Hi, and welcome back to our D&D podcast. My name's Nathan Kohler. You're listening to Snapblog. Our intro music changed.